Welcome to worship, everyone. It's good to be here as we continue with our sermon series, uh, The Lies That We Tell Ourselves. And this week's lie is telling ourselves, I must be perfect. I've got to do it perfectly. I've got to live the perfect life to earn my way into God's kingdom when this life ends. I'm not gonna correct that right now. I'll just let you mull that over. That's what we're gonna get into, into the message and see how well we are able to do that. Uh, a few announcements before we begin our worship. Uh, 
Tracy Sari, our new family and life ministry director, is still looking for people to help with VBS and Sunday school that starts in the fall. So if you are interested in uh, serving in that manner, then please get a hold of her and contact her. Um, and I think there was one other message. Oh, the summer, the announcements get so sparse. Uh, so make sure and read your bulletin. They always tell me, if you can't, if you can't remember, just tell people to read their bulletin because I get half the times and dates wrong anyway. Um, at this time, I would invite you to rise and greet each other with the peace of God. We are excited you're all here today. Why don't we stay standing, actually, because this first song is very energetic and fun. I'm Wendy Sue. I'm your guest worship leader, and I've got awesome musicians from your congregation to work with as well. And Steve is away on a fishing trip, so what a blessing that sometimes your music director can get away, which is one of the blessings that I have to be here. So um, this, this song is one you can put your hands together. So let's get energetic. Let it, let's get excited as we praise our God together. There is joy in the house of the Lord. Amen? Amen. Drummer, get us started. Can you put your hands together for us?
on, can we give God some glory? We have 10,000 reasons to praise his name. You all know this one. I welcome you, invite you to use your hands, not to clap this time, but to actually put them out with the palms up as a sign of receiving from God all that he has for us and offering ourselves to him. So go ahead and try that with your palms out. Bless the Lord, oh my soul, oh my soul, worship His holy name. Sing like never before, oh my soul, I'll worship Your holy and earth. If you, O Lord, kept a record of our sins, O Lord, who could stand? But with, but with you. you there is forgiveness, therefore you are feared. On April 21st, 1891, several descendant relatives of George Washington sold a remarkable collection of Washington's personal belongings in a Philadelphia auction. Among them was a manuscript book that was written in Washington's handwriting, and it was called Daily Sacrifice. And today, we are using one of Washington's prayers from way back then, recorded in this book as our spoken confession. O most glorious God, in Jesus Christ, my merciful and loving Father. Remember, remember that I am, I am but dust, dust and remit, remit my transgressions negligences and ignorances and cover them all with the absolute obedience of thy dear son that those sacrifices which i have offered may be accepted by thee in and for the sacrifice of jesus christ offered upon the cross for me for his sake ease the burden of my sins and give me the grace that by the call of the gospel I may rise from the slumber of sin into the newness of life. These weak petitions I humbly implore thee to hear and accept for the sake of thy dear Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. 
Amen. Almighty God in his mercy has given his son to die for you and for his sake, he forgives you all your sins. As a called and ordained servant of Christ and by his authority, I therefore forgive you all of your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Be to God. Isn't it great to hear that our sins are forgiven? And because of Jesus' work on the cross, we have an eternity to look forward to. And that is what the last verse of this song is about. It is time for our children's message. So come on up, kids. We're going to talk about good and bad. a list. Who's good? Who's nice? What's your name? Jamie? Okay. Who's naughty? You got to be one or the other. Okay. What's your name? Drew? Drew? You're, you're naughty. Okay. So, you got to be naughty or nice. So who's nice? Okay. Who's naughty? Who makes a list like that? Santa. And why does he do that? Who gets presents? Nice or naughty? Right. So, I'm keeping a list of who's good and who's bad. Now, Let's forget about Santa for a minute. Can anybody tell me why Jesus went to the cross? Yes, sir. To forgive our sins. Yes, sir. To save us from our sins. And who has sins? All of us, like everybody in the world. So, Without Jesus, none of us end up on the nice list, do we? Because we don't deserve any good thing from God. We don't deserve to go to heaven. But what Jesus did made that possible. Isn't that awesome? So we were all born with what? Sin. And sin is no good. And we don't have the ability to be good. But Jesus made it possible for us to end up on God's good list. And how much can we do to end up on that good list? Did Jesus do it all or did he just do some of it? All, yes. Jesus did all the good work and that's why we're all going to heaven. So don't worry about the list, your faith in what Jesus did 
It puts you on the list. We don't deserve it, but we get heaven anyway. And that is, is that good news or bad news? Good news. All right. We're all about good news here. All right. Will you pray with me? Repeat after me. Thank you, Jesus, for loving us and saving us and forgiving us. In your name we pray. Amen. Oh, Drew, I'm going to take you off this naughty list. All right. All right. All right. Thanks, everybody. And our first reading comes from 1 John. Pretty familiar reading for most of us, I would think. This is the message we have heard from him and declare to you, God is light. In him, there is no darkness at all. If we claim to have fellowship with him, yet walk in the darkness, we lie and do not live by the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us from all sin. If we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just, will forgive our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. If we claim we have not sinned, we make him out to be a liar and his word has no place in our lives. And second reading comes from Galatians, a short but uh, very important verse for the message. As we have already said, so now I say again, if anybody is preaching to you a gospel other than what you accepted, let him be eternally condemned. Am I now trying to win the approval of men or of God? Or am I trying to please men? If I were still trying to please men, I would not be a servant of Christ. And I'm gonna invite you to rise for our gospel reading, which comes from Mark, the second chapter. Once again, Jesus went out beside the lake. A large crowd came to him and he began to teach them. As he walked along, he saw Levi, son of Alphaeus, sitting at the tax collector's booth. Follow me, Jesus told him. And Levi got up and followed him. While Jesus was having dinner at Levi's house, many tax collectors and sinners were eating with him and his disciples, for there were many who followed him. When the teachers of the law, who were Pharisees, saw him eating with the sinners and tax collectors, they asked his disciples, why does he eat with the tax collectors and sinners? On hearing this, Jesus said to them, it is not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners. Please be seated. If we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. Uh, that is the lie I tackled last week. How do we witness to those who don't think they need forgiveness, who don't think they've done anything wrong, anything worthy of going to God and asking for forgiveness? A lie we tell ourselves, I'm not that bad. I mean, it's not like I killed anyone. What's right and what's true, it's all subjective as long as I'm not breaking any civil laws or hurting anybody. That was what I talked about last week. Not here, I realize. But this week we tackle a lie that's on the other end of that spectrum. I must be perfect. I have to live a good life and please God by what I do so I can get into heaven. It's all about my own efforts to do what is right. Who is bad? Who is good? 
To be clear, this isn't Santa's list of who's been naughty and nice as Santa determines who deserves a Christmas present. How do we get our heads around as followers of Jesus Christ about the fact that we have no ability, no ability to please God? We were born corrupted by sin, born that way, conceived that way. And what we do in and of ourselves means nothing to God. So where do we go with this? What do we do? Well, grace, mercy, and peace to all of you from God, our Father, and from our risen and ascended Lord Jesus the Christ, amen. Some of you in here remember 1984. Uh, a hard rock heavy metal band called the Meat Puppets. Y'all remember the Meat Puppets? Yeah, I'd never heard of them either. Made a song in 1984 called Lake of Fire. I think Wendy Sue is gonna play that later. It's a really uplifting song. Now, when I heard it, I heard it in the 1990s, and I heard Kurt Cobain sing it, and it sounded like something he would sing. And the lyrics, the riff is interesting. I won't sing it. I'll spare you that pain. Where do bad folks go when they die? They don't go to heaven where the angels fly. They go to a lake of fire and fry. You won't see them again till the 4th of July. I think that's how simple some people think. Good people go to heaven and bad people go to hell. Not a whole lot of hope there, not a whole lot of explanation about what's good and bad either. But in God's eyes, we're all bad and worthy of that lake of fire. Pretty uplifting sermon so far, right? That's scary stuff. So where do we find any hope with that reality? In our Galatians text, Paul is warning the Galatians to not put their hope in rituals, circumcision, things the Pharisees says that were God-pleasing. It's okay to do those things, but don't think those things have any merit in your heavenly father's eyes. He's warning the Galatians that they can't move their message away from the crucified and risen Jesus because that is what it's all about. That is who it's all about. He doesn't want anyone distorting the gospel, which means, of course, good news. Preaching that you need to observe laws, complete rituals, and do what's right and don't do wrong to be with God in eternity, that's not good news. Why? Because we can't do it. Doesn't matter how we live here on earth. We were conceived in sin. We're already on our way to that lake of fire. Sinners cannot please God, period. And we are all sinners. But we have Jesus. Jesus makes what's wrong right, what's bad good, and what's filthy clean. And Paul wants the Galatians to understand that moving away from Jesus and what he brings, brings nothing pleasing to God. Now, I was recently reading an article, uh, which was an interview with a very wealthy philanthropist. If you don't know the definition of that word, I looked it up so I could have I kind of figured what it meant, but I wanted to have words to share with you. It's a person who seeks to promote the well-being of others, especially by generous donation of money to good causes. There's that word again, good. And if you read the bios of a lot of famous actors, singers, politicians, CEOs, whatever, you'll see philanthropist uh, as one of their labels. I know I sound like I'm saying that with some sarcasm, but uh, the particular interview I was looking at, and it, it was a celebrity, it doesn't matter who, I'm not trying to bash any person with their, by their name, uh, but they were saying, I think I'm a good person. 
I donate a lot of money to these different charities and they named them and I'm really, really supportive of this and that. And they were really a lot of good charities that help people who, who were in need. I, I've lived a really good life. I don't judge others. I, I don't hate. And I think that I've done a lot of good in my life. But this person didn't believe in, in God. They were spiritual, but not religious, I think was the wording. Now, good here is not good to God. We can't do good, but Jesus can and did. We are all in a hopeless and helpless condition, but the Mark text tells us that the Son of God came especially and specifically to seek all of us out. Now, I know we weren't all there with Levi and the tax collectors. We weren't born yet. I mean sinners. We're all sick. And we all need the cure that he brings. He came to make us well. So that one lie where we pat ourselves on the back for our actions is no good. But the other lie is bad too. We're, we're living in such despair because I can't do enough to please God. I've done so many bad things in my life. There is no way. I can be with God in eternity. When we do that, we're lying to ourselves. We are diminishing the boundless mercy of Jesus. I asked the kids, you know, did Jesus just do some of it on the cross or did he do it all? He did it all. If we confess our sins, he who is faithful and just will forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Jesus does all the work making us right with his father and now our father. Jesus makes us clean and holy. Our faith in what he has done is the good news that Paul wants to bring to the Galatians. Do not rely on yourselves, he's telling them. And don't fall in despair when you mess up. Yes, repent. Ask for forgiveness because it's always there waiting for you. Always for anyone who asks. That's the good news. That's why Jesus came to save and seek the lost. And we're all lost without him. Because we are sick and helpless and totally dependent on him for everything. Like a child that's dependent on a parent for everything but that's okay. Because of his love for us, he suffered and died and walked out of the tomb of death so we can share in what he alone earned. That's good news. If you leave here hearing anything, I don't want you to remember lake of fire. I want you to remember forgiveness, good news, Jesus and heaven is yours. The lies we tell ourselves about having to be perfect with God to get to heaven is an accusation. And those come from the accuser. And that, of course, is another name for Satan, the father of lies. So when that lie gets into your head, you just remember, you know it's not true, but sometimes your heart can't let go of it. Because think about how did that criminal on the cross next to Jesus, who was being justly executed for his crime, walk with Jesus in paradise. It sure wasn't living some great life of perfection, but acknowledging his sin and asking the son of God to forgive him and give him mercy. That's faith. That's the good news for all of us. We can't be good. So Jesus is our goodness. Whatever we do in our lives, loving our neighbor, using God's commandments to guide our lives is done all out of thanksgiving for what we already have and could never earn. Eternity in paradise with our God, with our Savior. Now I hear, I hear those words from Kurt Cobain just rattling in my head because everything to me he's saying just sound like such a downer. But I am sure many 
looking on at that criminal on, the, criminal on the cross thought he would go to that lake of fire if they believed in a heaven and a hell. But the mercy of Jesus knows no boundaries. It surpasses our own ability to forgive. We are all bad, all sinful and unclean. But because we live by and rely totally and completely on grace, we are clean, we are holy, and one day we will be with God forever. We didn't earn it, we don't deserve it, but there it is for us to have anyway. And in the name of our loving savior, Jesus, amen. And at this time, as we collect our offerings, we just wanna remind you how grateful and thankful we we are for all your support and your givings to support our spread of the gospel, the good news here at Faith.
and we rise for prayer. Heavenly Father, you know what we need before we ask it. You have commanded us to pray and promised us that you will always hear our prayers and answer us according to your good and gracious will. Uh, We thank you for all the blessings in our lives that we take for granted. We thank you for this nation that we live in, that is all the freedoms that we have here in the United States. And as we remember on Flag Day here in Wisconsin, Heavenly Father, we give you thanks and praise for your healing hand, and we lift up those to you who are suffering, illness, or facing end of life. We ask you to be with Bob Zulsdorf, as he is on hospice care at this time, and Sandy, who is on hospice care. We ask you to be with their spouse, with her spouse, Wayne, and with Bob's spouse, Diane, as they rely on your promise of eternity, of grace and mercy, into the next life. We ask you to be with Jackie Warnicke, who is recovering from illness, to heal her in body, mind, and spirit according to your gracious will and keep her strong. We remember those that have made promises to one another centered in you. Especially, we remember Tim and Joanne Schwan, and we celebrate 50 years of marriage with them. We ask you to give them many more years together of their lives centered in the promises they made to each other in your presence. And we are thankful tomorrow, Jace Schumacher will be baptized here and called by name into your kingdom by water and by word. We ask you to be with Jace and his mom and dad and his sponsors, that they raise him knowing that they live by grace and faith and not by what they can do or earn. We are great. Grateful to you, Lord, for everything that you have given us, not because we deserve it, not because we earned it, but simply because you loved us. And we are bold to pray, Lord, as you have taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come and thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who have trespassed against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord look upon you all with favor and give you his peace. Amen. We're closing out with love the Lord your God because of God's grace, because he is the true um, redemption for us and because we have eternity waiting. We love him with all of our heart, our soul, our mind, our strength. Clap along with us.
father, your shepherd who loves you. See you back here next week.